faithwire.com. Well, hello and welcome to 4 and 3, a podcast breaking down four of the most important stories of the day and three things you need to know about them, all from a Christian perspective. Today's Friday, May 28th, 2021. I'm Dan Andros, and coming up on the podcast today, gas prices continue to soar as Memorial Day weekend approaches. Uh, and amid backlash, Zondervan and HarperCollins are not going to publish the God Bless the USA Bible. And Tim Tebow's turning heads early on in the training camp. We've got the update. And uh, the Black Lives Matter co-founder, Patrice Cullors, has resigned uh, amid intense controversy surrounding Black Lives Matter. So we're going to have those stories and more uh, all coming up on the podcast today with Trey Trey Phillips from FaithWire.com. Trey, how's it going? Memorial Day weekend. It's good. Hey, Ryan, I'm ready for the ready for the three day weekend. Yes, always fun, always fun. And uh, I don't know about your neck of the woods. We have nice weather. It's supposed to rain all weekend, allegedly. So uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, clouds are rolling in here, uh, in my uh, neck of the woods, which is Bucks County, right, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So, well, and you, there'll be gas prices are going up. So that fantastic news. Yeah, yes, fantastic to... <laughs> news. Yes, CNN. We're going to dive into that as our first story here. But uh, I had to laugh at the CNN headline because it said. Uh, gas prices, you know, soar just in time for Memorial Day weekend. So, I mean, just in time? What do you That's mean? That's always what I'm looking for. I mean, it's only one of two things. It's either a sarcastic headline from CNN, which is, I don't know if I need sarcastic news headlines from CNN, uh, or it's they are, like, really excited about high gas prices ahead of Memorial Day weekend. I, it's one of the two, and either one of them are, like, solid options here. Yeah, I, they've left it to us, the reader, to guess. You know, it's just yeah. a little bit of mystery going into the holiday weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> eh, well, don't dwell on it too much. You don't want to look at CNN's homepage today because it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's a doozy. It's something so, else. It's yeah. something else. Yeah. So, all right, let's uh, let us dive in uh, to story number one. Uh, and uh, gas prices, as we mentioned, they are continuing their steady rise uh, since President Biden took office, as 34 million drivers are expected to hit the roads this weekend. The nationwide average of a gallon of regular gas is now at 304, according to AAA. That's a seven-year high and up nearly 60% from just a year ago. Uh, And now there's concerns about more future gas shortages, like the ones that were experienced in certain areas just a few weeks ago uh, when a key pipeline was shut down for a short period of time after a colonial pipeline was hacked. Uh, And so those concerns are on the rise and reports this time say it could be because of a lack of tank truck drivers to deliver the fuel and a repeat panic buying um, sequence that could trigger more of these shortages. So so what is generally causing the rise in gas prices right now? Well, if you've browsed the media, you've probably only seen one explanation, and that's just the demand. Well, hey. The economy's revving back up again, and so demand's up. So enjoy her high gas prices, everyone, because everything is fine. Of course, when I say that, think of the meme with the burning fire and everything is fine. Um, But obviously, there are many factors that go into gas prices, not just demand. And so uh, increased demand is one of them. Uh, But we can't simply ignore the fact that the Biden and Harris administration have repeatedly a maligned gas and oil usage and companies with Biden even promising to get rid of fossil fuels. 
so this administration has been uh, very much uh, sort of presenting a message that is anti-fossil fuels, anti-coal, et cetera, et cetera. So naturally, uh, you know, markets are reacting to that. So what's the left saying? Well, the left is sort of waged war on gas and oil producers, aggressively blaming it, you know, the climate change problem, uh, a lot of that on the oil and gas, uh, you know, industry's shoulders. And so they say we must transition to clean energy or else the planet will suffer, uh, you know, some sort of uh, scary fate. Uh, so what's the right saying? Well, the right generally favors a little bit more of a balanced approach to solving the climate problem and at least transitioning energy sources because there's obvious ramifications from uh, a forced switch of energy sources before the new sources can keep up with the demands that we have. It would be a disaster if we tried to force it too quickly. Um, uh, so why does it matter? Well, it matters because you know most of us have cars, uh, Trey, we heat our homes, and uh, you know we use energy, and so um, you know the average person is going to feel the cost of these increases. It's not you know the 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 big fat cats that they always talk about uh, aren't really going to they're not going to care about slight increases to gas prices and energy prices, um, but you know they will. Uh, you know this is going to impact all of us, and so uh, and then as Christians, uh, Trey, I, you know I always say this, but you know we can trust that God isn't up there going, whoops, the humans I created uh, went up and blew up the planet before I could return. I kind of messed that one up. Um, so, yeah. you know, the, the climate alarmism about us destroying the planet, I mean, it's one thing to be good stewards of the planet that God created for us. That's fine. But this fear mongering that we're somehow going to, you know, create this doomsday scenario, uh, I think is far fetched. Um, but, but another main thing here, you know, let's not fall into the trap of boiling down Memorial Day to just gas prices and picnics because I mean, we're remembering those who died in service to our country. That's what the weekend's supposed to be about. And it's it's kind of a sad day when we forget that fact. And it seems like a lot of people have. Yeah, so I, the first thing I, I want to say is like when I'm reading these stories about the gas uh, prices, mm -hmm. it's funny to like the, the media will go out of their way to make sure that it's it's not too critical of Biden. <laughs> right. So it's like the <laughs> gas prices are way up because the economy is doing That's so great. well under the new president. So yeah. it's just like they'll do backflips and somersaults to make sure that they don't <laughs> criticize the administration. Um, but on the, the other issue, like you said, about not really realizing what it is that we're, we're celebrating or, or remembering this weekend I got an email from Olive Garden. I, I think they forgot <laughs> what Memorial Day is. Oh, like no. they thought oh, it's just no. a, a day to celebrate <laughs> memories. I, so this email says a memorable weekend awaits. Okay. This is promo email. It says make memories over a meal worth sharing. Okay, fine, whatever. And then you keep scrolling. It says, are you looking for a reason to celebrate? Let us help. And it gives you four reasons. Celebrate okay, let's hear spring. Let's hear these four reasons. So the four reasons are you can you can celebrate spring this weekend. You can celebrate someone graduating. You can celebrate Memorial Day, but it doesn't give you any explanation of what that is. What, what it or is. you can just Or you can just celebrate days that end in Y. So it's like... <laughs> They they are like it's 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 read to me like well it's a three day weekend and we don't really know why but yeah. buy our food <laughs> celebrate uh, so days just, and why but how about celebrating those who've given their life remembering the <laughs> their sacrifice for the country so that you can go to Olive Garden and sit and eat and not worry about getting uh, attacked by some yeah, foreign I enemy. Just, 
I, I don't know, like maybe a 10% off for vets would, yeah, have, been, would have been sufficient. Right. Uh, you know, anything to, yeah, usually, to recognize what the day is actually yeah, about. Usually marketing efforts are somewhat related to the things going on that they just don't just make it like random, like something else. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, just, yeah weird yeah come weird. on olive garden i love olive garden i love all the bottomless breadsticks and everything else but come on let's uh yeah. let's throw a bone to the troops here um yeah so no, i'm i'm a fan of the og but it was yeah. just a. It, <laughs> I just thought it was funny it's like a weird <laughs> a, a weird uh promo right. there i mean but, it's probably yeah. not malicious but just come on guys you know put on your thinking caps here let's uh let's uh do a little bit better job yeah all so, right all right so story number two, yes. well, earlier this month, uh, Religion Unplugged, which is an online faith-based magazine, uh, they posted an article claiming Zondervan and HarperCollins, uh, the leading Christian publishing houses in the country, uh, were, quote, in talks to print a God Bless the USA Bible that includes the lyrics of Lee Greenwood's famous song by the same title, uh, as well as the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and other national documents. So backlash ensued online immediately. Uh, and this week, Zondervan and HarperCollins released a statement saying that the criticism was premature uh, because the publishing house was only in, uh, had only asked uh, or was only asked by a manufacturer for a quote on how much it would cost, and they hadn't actually inked any sort of deal. Uh, so news of the possible partnership between Zondervan and Hugh Kirkpatrick, the creator of the God Bless the USA Bible, even sparked a petition that garnered almost 1,000 signatures. The petition said that Zondervan and HarperCollins have been, quote, a great blessing to Christian publishing, but described the supposed Bible project as something that would, quote, damage the brand's image. Hmm. Casey Harrell, the senior director of corporate communications, at HarperCollins, which is Zondervan's parent company, said the project was, quote, not a fit for either party, and they never intended to move forward with it. Uh, the Bible was originally slated, though, if that deal had gone forward, to be printed in the new uh, international version, which is licensed by HarperCollins uh, in North America. So this doesn't really fit into the left paradigm, left-right paradigm exactly, but it is worth noting that most of the vocal criticism did come from Christians on the left. Uh, the petitioners argued that the patriotic Bible would be a toxic mix that would exacerbate the challenges of American evangelicalism, adding fuel to the Christian nationalism and anti-Muslim sentiments found in many segments of evangelical of the evangelical church. And those who oppose the Bible include Shane Claiborne, Lisa Sharon Harper, uh, and Jamar Tisby, and then uh, Anthea Butler. Uh, Butler said, you put a document made for a nation up against what many people believe are the words of God and say those things are equal. Are you telling me these documents are equal? They're not even meant to be compared. Uh, Lee Greenwood, though, uh, he said that he felt there couldn't be a better match than faith and patriotism, and he was a fan of the Bible. And Kirkpatrick, though, for his part, he said he has no problem with the controversy that's been sparked over the God Bless the USA Bible. He said that while Zondervan and HarperCollins won't be printing it, uh, he still plans to release it on the anniversary of the September 2001 attacks, the 9-11 attacks, the 20th anniversary. Uh, he said that the Bible is going to be printed in the King James Version, uh, which is in the public domain. I can see the point uh, in, in kind of yeah. You know, especially now with the, the way that conversation has been framed nationally uh, and how it's kind of been, you know, spun into it. Just anytime you mention the two together, it equates to, you know, supporting nationalism. So I can see how it could be problematic and they'd say, eh, it's just sending the wrong message. Um, but 
so I mean, it's just the reality of the time we're living in right now. And, um, and, and I do think that, you know, we want to be careful about where we're putting scripture, because as they said, the, these are the words of God, and we don't want to just, you know, be thoughtless or careless, you know, about how we're comparing them and how we're presenting, uh, you know, a document that, you know, by all measure, you know, at least uh, they were considering uh, God in it when they used it. And that's and a lot yeah. of what our country's found on based on those principles. So uh, I understand the intent on both sides. Um, so this is kind of one of those things where, um, you know, if people want it, I guess they can still get it. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the thing is that people need to vote with their pocketbooks at the end of the day. So if yeah. they're opposed to it, have a problem with it, they should feel comfortable to speak out about it. And then they don't have to buy one. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we'll, we'll see what happens with it. But the producer of it is pretty confident that this kind of controversy is going to end up being good for him. Yeah. So, you know, now they always we'll say see. that, you know, that's the old saying that uh, no publicity is bad publicity. Yeah, which uh, right. I think there's a limit to that, but I, I get the general concept. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's head into story number three. And uh, Tim Tebow uh, has sparked, as he always does, a lot of conversation uh, when deciding to uh, make the NFL comeback. And um, after the better part of a decade, that was since he had taken a snap in the league. So he'd been out for quite some time. Uh, then he had that five-year stint in Major League Baseball. Now that that's over, he's doing what many suggested he should have done in the first place, which was switch to tight end. At the time, Tebow wanted to sort of sink or swim uh, as a quarterback. Ultimately, that didn't work out for him. Um, so, But Christians, of course, we're all familiar with the strong faith uh, of Tim Tebow. And uh, so we know that he's not going to make decisions based on orthodox secular thinking. He's going to trust God in whatever direction he feels he can go and, and should go. Uh, and if there's anything about the old Tebow, who's 33, I mean, I guess that's old in football years, the guy's in insane shape. I mean, you know, he's, uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, he's, he's, and he also hasn't had the wear, the other the opposite of that, he hasn't had the wear and tear of the NFL for the last, you know, six, seven years. So, uh, even though he's a little older, his body's not beaten down in that way. So, uh, But he is turning heads so far at training camp. And um, his new coach, Urban Meyer, uh, who was his coach in college and is now the new coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, said there's a 1 in 90 chance of making the team. I mean, not just for Tebow. He's just saying for, for everybody out there, um, you know, except for the obvious stars. So he said, he said but Tebow is, quote, improving. Uh, and this is just, again, a couple days since training camp started. So players seem to be taking to him really well, saying he's a good guy, that he's, they're appreciating his hard work ethic, that he's just he's just fitting in as one of the guys, even though there's a bit of hoopla surrounding him. Uh, and so, indeed, the odds are, you know, the odds are pretty much against him. I mean, but, you know, but whatever happens, Tebow's not going to let this shake his strong faith. So what's the left, right? Sadly, this, you know, this should just be like a cool story of somebody trying to make a, make a surprise, you know, roster but of course with Tebow and his outspoken faith this is going to be a kind of a left right thing and so some on the left including a lot of sports commentators complained about Tebow getting a shot and adding that Colin Kaepernick isn't getting a shot and they're saying it's because Tebow's white some on the right saying that well uh they point out that Colin Kaepernick had been given a chance by the NFL a workout where he, it was just going to be him in this workout and all the NFL teams that wanted to go could go and watch him and he refused to do it. I mean that was an unprecedented opportunity and he refused to do it. I mean he signed a massive like 100 million dollar deal with Nike so 
you can understand personally like why why would he put himself through all that when he can do just fine at, at uh, Nike so so why does it matter well it, I mean it just matters because it's fun to watch Tebow try to make it and we all know if he makes the team Trey we all uh, are aware of this that uh, it's going to be we're going to have some awesome faith moments in the NFL season and we could have a little bit of we could have a little bit of Tebow wire here for uh <laughs> for some time uh, during the NFL season if he makes it. I mean, because not only is his faith on the team, uh, but Trevor Lawrence, the, the rookie quarterback, um, who's been outspoken about his faith, um, is there. And, of course, Coach Urban Meyer. So, you know, you're you're going to have some potential for some uh, uh, great displays of faith. So we'll all be watching Tebow yeah. with uh, uh, anxiously awaiting to see what he does. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it is always nice to see people displaying their faith so openly and so proudly like Tebow always has. And uh, Lawrence has been the same way. He's Mm -hmm. been pretty open about his faith. So I think that's, that's encouraging as believers to see prominent figures uh, who are in the secular world, not just ministry Mm -hmm. leaders, but people who are in the secular world talking openly about their faith and being comfortable to do that. And I've never really understood the backlash against Tebow from the left. I mean, he is just this like, teddy bear of a guy like just a really nice guy he's always you know never really stepping into any sort of controversy other than just being pro-life i guess that's that's the big one yeah um but he doesn't even speak controversially about that it never gets really engaged in politics so it's just uh, it's 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 hate targeted at somebody for no reason yeah and can we just say how frustrating it is as pro-lifers to be that that's controversial to be pro-life yeah. We're not the ones ending life in the womb. Why, yeah. why are we controversial? It's uh, that's one of the great mysteries of the world to me. How <laughs> that's a thing, but uh, it is, and so I guess we just got to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Unfortunately, yeah. but like I said, we'll or like you mentioned, we'll probably have plenty of of uplifting stories too uh, about Tebow and Lawrence going into the season. Yeah, if he makes the team, so we'll be praying for that. So, all right, story number four. Uh, so Black Lives Matter, uh, one of its co-founders, Patrice Cullors, uh, she announced that she's stepping down from her leadership role from BLM's charitable arm. Uh, it seems tough to separate her resignation from the intense scrutiny she's faced for purchasing four lavish homes uh, <laughs> while violent rioting and protesting uh, was breaking out all across the United States last year. Uh, the four houses, which she'd been seeking out since 2016, totaled some $3.2 million. Mm. Uh, so the decision comes uh, after the Daily Caller reported Colors was earning some $20,000 a month in mm. 2019 for leading a jail reform group. Uh, the outlet also reported this week that uh, the group was funneling tens of thousands of dollars uh, and business to an art company run by the father of Colors's child. Uh, so the Black Lives Matter PAC paid the art company Trap Heels nearly $150,000 in November to co-produce an election night live stream on Color's personal YouTube page. But the stream was ended up being filled with all kinds of technical glitches and difficulties. Uh, but nevertheless, Color said that uh, her departure had nothing to do with all of this. Those criti- criticisms, she argued, were nothing more than right-wing attacks that tried to discredit my character. She said, I don't operate off of what the right thinks about me. So what's the left saying? Well, it isn't just the left that's been frustrated with her. Uh, Hawk Newsom, uh, a leader of the Black Lives Matter chapter in New York City, 
she, he called for an investigation into her. Uh, he said, if you go around calling yourself a socialist, you have to ask how much of her own personal money is going to charitable causes. It's really sad because it makes people doubt the validity of the movement and overlook the fact that it's the people that carry this movement. So what's the right saying? Well, conservatives have been pretty quick to call out colors for her hypocrisy, arguing that she's benefited greatly from capitalism while outwardly celebrating Marxism and advocating for socialism. Uh, so why does it matter? I think this is just a clear-cut case of hypocrisy, Dan. There's not really a, a way around that, and it's silly for her to suggest the backlash has nothing to do yeah. uh, with with the criticism she's faced. Uh, you know, the silver lining here, though, I guess, is that more people every day are starting to realize, I think, the damage uh, of the official Black Lives Matter organization. Uh, there are plenty of people on the periphery who mean well, but the organization itself just doesn't seem at all to be out to help people. It's just a, a cause to, to create division and make money for its founders. Yeah, I mean, that's regardless of whatever their intentions were at the start. I mean, it certainly seems like that's been the result anyway. And like you yeah. said, on the left and right, you have people saying, well, where's the money going? I mean, they had right. a huge windfall of cash. And it's just not a good look to have the founder pocket a bunch of cash, buy a bunch of well above average average price homes uh you know very nice homes in in nice areas multiple homes and then leave the scene <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like uh, wait a minute here i don't know i don't know if we can you know if people are going to allow that to stand but um but yeah but nevertheless they they continue to now it's just become sort of the hashtag and so i mean if you search black lives matter on google that's the first thing that pops up is that website and again this is a website that was uh, actively promoting against the nuclear family um, and, yeah. and some very radical views, not just, it says not just a simple, hey, we want to raise awareness about injustices being done uh, against African-Americans. It's just, that's not the core of their message. It goes way deeper than that. And it's, and as she said, she's a trained Marxist. So, you know, that's what's underlying a lot of this stuff, not just these supposed, like, let's fight against injustices. They got it. They've got yeah. a way bigger agenda than just that. And I think the frustrating thing for conservatives is, you know, we don't care that she's that she's bought these houses or that she's no. used her money how she wants to use it. The problem is, is that she's, you know, do as I say, but not as I do. Right. Like, you know, I've I've done all of this, but it's right for me to do it. But <laughs> right. as a whole, the country needs to get rid of it because the country is just so systemically racist. Uh, but the system seems to have been working for her. Right. Well, uh, so it's, well, uh, it's, it's, minute, it's just a, a frustrating. Well, the minute she gets her hand on some money, then she does what she complains that everyone else does, buying up multiple houses. Sure. And then she's saying, well, you know, I've got to take care of my family. It's like, well, what is everyone else doing? They're not taking care of their families. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, it's just, you know, it's absurd. And it's it's definitely hypocritical to promote uh, Marxism, socialism, but the, but again, the, that's what happens every time someone tries to implement socialism or Marxism. We, when you've seen it in history a million times that the elites that that get power in that they enrich themselves and they do it by yeah. saying, "Well, we're promoting the cause here, so we're doing all this good. We need it." Um, yeah. And so it's I don't know why people think this time we'll do it right, but it just. Continues to happen. People keep thinking that Marxism, socialism is going to be a great idea. Yeah. Well, you know, on a different note, going into the weekend, yes. 
People should just take take a few days and just not read any of the news. <laughs> I <laughs> just take some time off. Do that. You yeah, read Faithwire and read CBN. Yeah, but you know, other th- other than our two sites, just yeah. take the weekend off. Yeah, you know? we've got we've got plenty of stories there that are just faith There's stories. Some encouraging you, stuff yeah, there. you read some yeah. testimonies. Go through and be encouraged with your faith. Don't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't be drowned out by all the, uh, the the nonsense. So I agree. I agree. That's good advice sure. heading in to uh, Memorial Day weekend. And that is uh, that is all the time we have for today. Uh, thanks for being here this week. And again, you can follow us on uh, all of the all of the things. iTunes, YouTube. Look for Faith Wire. Look for four and three. Uh, and go ahead and give us a follow. We'll be breaking down four big stories of the day and uh, give you some angles about them as well. Uh, And as always, head on over to cbnnews.com, faithwire.com for news from a Christian perspective. God bless you all. We will see you back here Tuesday.